the bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler show you what it takes to become a top 10% performer in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News. Glad you're with us today. Dr. Kathy Greenberg will not be with us today, but this is Dr. Relly Nadler. And between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. And today, our guest that we're going to interview is Scott Hallford. He just finished a book that we'll hear all about, Be a Shortcut. Let me tell you a little bit about Scott. Uh, Scott is an Emmy Award winning writer and a producer and engaging presenter and longtime consultant for Fortune 500 executive teams. Scott's brilliance is in focusing on the strategy and application of concepts that distinguishes his work and gains praise from executives around the world. His expansive knowledge in the areas of emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and the principles of influence add richness and depth to his programs. Scott is also a certified professional uh, speaking professional through the National Speakers Association. He is also a certified emotional intelligence provider with the Hay Group in Boston and through MHS, which is in, in Toronto, another uh, EI provider. Some of Scott's corporate clients include First Data Corporation, Medtronic, John Hopkins Hospital, Health One, and many more. And we'll get into hearing more from Scott, and I'll tell you a little bit more about his, his background. Um, be a shortcut, the subtitle is The Secret Fast Track to Business Success. And it just got released, so we're uh, hot on the trail here and knowing about it. Scott's website is completeintelligence.com, and we'll mention his website for the book is beashortcut.com. And we'll also talk more about that. And you know, between Kathy and I, we want to bring you the best in current leadership topics, interviews with proven leaders, and provide evidence-based best practices to help you develop more leaders. We know that leaders are the heartbeat of the organization. And most leaders, I have found, Kathy's found, underestimate just how much influence they have over others. And thus, they and their teams underperform. So the goal of this show, and we'll hear from Scott, is if you can do a few things uh, differently, can drastically improve your performance. On Leadership Development News, uh, we talk about what happy companies know. We talk about emotional intelligence, positive psychology, brain and neuroscience contributions, generation and gender differences, work-life balance, strategies to manage your boss, self-management tools, plus, plus many more. And the reason we like talking uh, to Scott and others about leadership is that we know that leaders have 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. And the reason is emotions are contagious. And we like to say that the leaders are the emotional thermostat for their team. Scott, being certified in the uh, emotional intelligence, we know that that's the key factor to help someone perform in the top 10%, especially when you compare that to uh, IQ and techno expertise. Why is it so important to get people into the top 10%? Well, we know from research that they produce twice as much revenue to organizations as managers in the 11th through the 89th percentile. And also, when you add coaching to training, training alone can help organizations 
increase of productivity, about 22%, but when you add coaching, you can get a huge bump up to about 88%. So let me tell you um, a few more things about how to get in touch with um, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, and you can contact her at www.h2cleadership.com for her happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership and coaching services. If you want more information from me, Dr. Riley Nadler at www.truenorthleadership.com for emotional intelligence books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching boot camps. Scott, welcome to the call here. Thank you. And let me just give a little bit more introduction, a few more things, and then we're going to uh, try to pick your brain about your new book. Right. Well, Scott's insight into the human experience uh, many, is at many levels and in many different situations, and allows him to communicate in workshops and keynotes with humor, wit, and depth. He is a captivating storyteller uh, that is able to transport his audiences to destinations they may not have never been physically, mentally, or emotionally. Participants laugh, learn, and consistently praise the rich and rewarding experience that positively impacts their success. Scott's new book, which is going to be the focus of this talk, Be a Shortcut, just came out. Um, and the publisher is John Wiley and Sons. And for more information about the book, beashortcut.com, or their number is 800-586-8760. So we'll repeat this throughout the show. But, Scott, welcome to the call. And we always like to start off by getting a little bit of information because this is Leadership Development News. Tell us about some of the key leaders who have influenced you in your life. Yeah, you know, that's a, it's a big question, but I, I, when I thought about how my life was impacted by leaders, I, of course, started the, the perennial favorite, my, my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think that, that from my own perspective, my father taught me the importance of safety and creating safe environments, which is an incredibly mm-hmm. important thing, I think, for, for leaders to do inside of their own organization. When I got into the business world, I worked for NBC for a, a bit of time, and of course, Jack Welch, being at the head of General Electric, the parent company of GE, I had some some uh, pretty fortunate opportunities. <clears throat> excuse me, pretty fortunate opportunities to spend time with Jack Welch, mm-hmm. just because of of the things that I did, and it, the thing that I, I I really garnered from him was that just very straightforward and honest type of communication where you might not always like what it was that he had to say, but he, he pretty much hit you right, right between the eyes in terms of, of being honest, and you always knew where you stood. So he was, he, he was a, a really big influence in terms of the idea of, of being authentic and honest. Another guy who I met while I was, while I was there was the, at the time was the uh, president of GE Plastics, now the, the CEO and chairman of Owens Corning, and uh, he was Glenn Heiner. And the thing I learned from him was that you could, you could be kind and still be successful. And uh, that, that was something that was most amazing from him. I just saw and witnessed him in, in action, how he treated his people, how they responded to him. And he was always very, very kind, um, even though he was, again, he was tough, but he, he wasn't mean. And I think that that's oftentimes a confusion that leaders mm-hmm. have as they move up, up, the, up the scale. And then one other person that I, I, I just really think of is a, a CFO of uh, a corporation. Her name is Kim Patmore. And the thing I learned from her is that you can be a very, very powerful person, be a woman, have a life, 
do things that that you know are are exemplary and still create an an amazing impact on your organization. Um, she just taught me so much through through how she thinks and how she approaches things. And again, it comes back to I think that the idea that you can you don't have to be a jerk to to uh, be a great leader. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great, and I know uh, from my experience and then other people interviewing, sounds like <clears throat> you got a little combination of all these key people. You know, when you put together kind of what, what you speak about in your talks and just leadership in general, I imagine it's a combination of uh, taking a little bit from all these. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I, I, I think you know the. The thing for me, of course, because the business that you and I are both in caused us to be a little bit more observant, I think, about about the behavior of people as we're sitting there mm-hmm. with them. And so I kind of, I'm kind of a business voyeur. I like to watch them in action and see what kind of responses they get from people. And I've, I've seen some very effective leaders who are horrid, but they're effective because people are afraid of them. And the, the, the upside for that leader is that they get performance very quickly. The downside from them is that they can only go to the till just once. And so I watch these other people who are effective over a long period of time, and I think that you know, that's who we wish to, to emulate and uh, to you know, exemplify what is important in leadership. You know, um, you and I met at one of the emotional intelligence uh, conferences, and uh, just reading about your background, tell me a little bit at least what you did do as far as a with uh, NBC, and and uh, I know in your in your bio you'd be an Emmy award winning writer. Um, let me just say a little bit about that before we kind of get into your book. Sure, um, it seems like a it feels like a very different life because it was a long time ago. Uh, I was in television from 1981 till 1990, and and then dabbled in it, stayed in it as a freelancer, uh, producer, writer about three years uh, longer through till about 1993, as I got my my current speaking and um, adult education consulting business up. Um, I, I did television news locally as well as uh, documentary work. And I was a producer and writer. You would never see me on air. They wouldn't let me on air. Right. <laughs> I, I have that. You know, I'm, I'm good on radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so I, I, I spent a lot of time doing that. And the interesting thing for me was to most most of the documentaries that I did were on difficult human conditions, uh, capital punishment, uh, rape, murder, mm. burn victims, things that most people could live their entire life without having to delve into right. and, and be no less richer. Uh, I, I spent time with people in really interesting situations, and so it really made me a student of the human condition is, is what it, I think was the, the big takeaway for me there. Well, I also know just for, for myself working with different um, entertainment companies, <clears throat> the idea of the writer, the producer is a great background for leadership, because uh, a lot of when I'm in that industry, telling them exactly what they do is what leader, a leader needs to do. What's the impact on the audience? What emotions do I want to arouse? How do I want them to feel? Um, what kind of participation do I want? So I think, um, and then for many times for them, is not realizing, oh, that's the same thing as a leader. It's the same thing that goes into a show that goes into leadership. I, I think that's right. I think that, you know, understanding how you're impacting people and being very aware of the audience and, and, and constantly honing your message so that it, it, it hits their ears the way that right. they can hear it is certainly one of the takeaways. And the, the other takeaway was, was certainly in dealing with, uh, dealing with big-time anchors and reporters. Mm. And I was just a young guy, and yet I was in a producer position, so 
basically I was the last word for what would go on a show and how it would go on a show. Uh, <laughs> so okay. I had to learn how to negotiate real early on and, and not not uh, you know not act like a typical twenty five year old in a in a big job. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. It's good to hear about that part of the background, and, and we're going to go to our first break now. And uh, then we'll come back and we'll hear about your book and kind of what was the impetus for it. And we're talking with Scott Halford, the author of Be a Shortcut. We'll be right back. talk about his money call us toll free 866-472-5790 and talk to the experts we talk talk money money all the time time. voice america business most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform dr relly nadler and leaders playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint by the numbers process Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, Books and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Amanda, age 3. Carlos, age 9. An abducted child is everyone's child. Jada, age 14. To get free Amber Alerts on your cell phone, go to wirelessamberalerts.org. A child is calling for help. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and H2C to your team, visit her blog at kathygreenberg.com. That's Kathy with a C, greenberg.com. And click on the H2C link. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business.
You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. This is Dr. Relly Nadler. I'm talking with Scott Alfred, whose new book is, is Be a Shortcut. And, Scott, tell us a little bit about that book. I know when we first talked, um, you know, you, you speak a lot around uh, influence and emotional intelligence. And so tell me kind of how you came up with, with this uh, Be a Shortcut. Yeah, it, you know, it was one of those things that just kind of uh, just evolved out of when I would be talking to a group of people and through clarifying some thoughts in, in terms of influence and emotional intelligence, it, I kept coming back to this idea of, of kind of saying, like, well, it's just kind of like being a shortcut. You're a, you're a shortcut for, for people, and those are the people who are most valuable and most successful inside of organizations. And people from my audiences started talking about it. They, mm-hmm. I would go back into their organizations, and I would hear them use the, the language shortcut and right. so i thought wow you know there there really is something that sticks in people's heads you know and so if it's sticking in their heads i should probably expand on it and that's that's kind of the, the, the genesis <laughs> of the whole thing so it's almost like you had the uh internal focus group about what your title should be <laughs> it, it, it truly was the, the, you know and the, the it was interesting because you know when you I, I know that you've had experience with publishing books, and anyone else who has had experience with publishing books, oftentimes publishers want to change the title. Right. And, uh, and while the t- title did change, the word shortcut was never in question because it was being so heavily used out there that we had to, to, to you know, use it. So it's a shortcut for thinking about how people behave in terms of the most influential, the successful people. You talk about your top ten percenters. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that you know those are pretty. You're pretty much describing what we're talking about in terms of a shortcut. And so, um, tell us a little bit more about kind of you know if you had to describe what a shortcut is. It, it sounds like one aspect is um, someone who's very resourceful to other people and, and and can get things done, and that's why uh, that, that's one reason why they're a shortcut. Is that right? Right. That's that's exactly it. I think that you know when we're, when we're looking at and defining a shortcut, the first thing that we want people to think about is the antithesis to that, and mm-hmm. that is that you know when we're growing up, oftentimes our our mom or dad told us you know don't take shortcuts, that's the bad way, and and you know it, it, it led to bad quality or shoddy construction or some unethical behavior, and we're not talking about that kind of shortcut. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the kind of shortcut that where you're when you're stuck in the middle of a traffic jam on a highway in a city that you know really well, you know exactly how to get off and all of the back roads to take to get you to your destination, taking those shortcuts. Um, the ones that you get you there more expediently with less frustration and do it in, of mm-hmm. course, less, you know, just less time. And so the shortcut as a human being is someone who is incredibly resourceful. There's two pieces to it. There's the, there's the part that is mastery, the person who delves into their niche so incredibly f- focused and so well that you, when you think of that person, you think of, or, or that topic, you think of them. So mm-hmm. they come to mind. It's a shortcut. You don't have to think about who to go to for that painter or 
to go to for that uh, financial acumen or for some other business area. And then the other half is of, of a shortcut is, I think, the more difficult half, and that is the piece of being emotional intel- emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. Because, as you know, we all know that you can be really, really smart and really good at what you do, what you do but if you're nasty when you do it, people just are repelled by that, and all things being equal, or even slightly unequal, if you're a jerk, mm-hmm. <laughs> a really smart one, eventually right. people will go elsewhere. And so the true shortcut is somebody who you don't have to work around. You don't have to work around their attitude and their, their lack of emotional intelligence. So both of those aspects, the kind of the mastery of who to go to, and then, and then so that's kind of the what, and then it sounds like the how, and, you know, how are they when you're dealing with them? So kind of the, the what and the how. Exactly. And, uh, you know, the, the what piece I think is really important for our listeners. Um, you know, when you think about networking and, you know, someone who's a, who's a star, how do they, they're the ones who quickly do exactly like you said, who do I know who already knows this? And sometimes within five minutes get an answer versus someone who may be an individual person, individual performer, may take hours and hours to get the same information. That's, that's exactly right. And, and you, you hit a pretty key concept to the whole thing, and that is to be a shortcut, you have to use shortcuts. Hmm. Because otherwise you, you simply don't have the time. And, and, and again, you know, the whole, this whole idea was born out of watching the people in my audiences and, and inside the organizations I work, watching them just struggle under the, the immense amount of information right. that... that came upon us when the internet you know created the explosion of information and and you know it it's kind of like it, the 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 thing that used to be the differentiator knowledge right is now accessible to everyone and anyone so i can know what you know i can just go find it on the internet so it's really not the thing that's going to make uh, a, a person um, more elite or more successful it's not the delineator anymore. The thing that's making people um, differentiated in the, the whole world of success are the people who know how to get things done through other people. And that's what shortcuts do. They, they have a laundry list, if you will, of the people who they use and who they go to immediately. They, they keep track of those people. They keep in contact with those people. And then, in turn, that that group of people allow you as an individual to be a shortcut. It allows you to have more focus. I meet a lot of people who, who kind of go through their little martyr syndrome, and they think they have to do it all, and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, they, they have to take on all of, uh, of all, all of the work because no one can do it better. Well, that's not a very good shortcut. You know, I, I, um, when I'm doing a workshop, one of the ground rules is turn off your, your blackberries, blueberries, pagers, <laughs> anything right. that can get a hold of you, and learn the first... Uh, really good ground rule of leadership, and that is if if you have made it so that that you're the only person who can take care of the issues back at work, mm-hmm. you're not a very good leader. So you need to make sure that other people can take care of of this other stuff. That's what true shortcuts do, I think. Um, and and so I imagine um, from that we're talking about the networking side of that, you know, and knowing who to go to. But then you're hitting on the idea that how do you develop them so that you're not the only person? And um, tell me a little bit, like in, in your book, Be a Shortcut, um, some of the the steps that people go through to, to be a shortcut, and then we'll talk about you know, some of the other aspects. 
Yeah, the uh, you know I th- I think um, it's it's relatively simple. It's a shortcut kind of thing. I think it's the you know the the, <laughs> the hardest thing about the book is is that it's um, over two hundred pages. I thought it should have been about ten. But oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> shortcut, we're going to shortcut. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, there's the, the the thing that's important for people to understand is it is not a shortcut to become a shortcut. Okay. But once you do become one, you are afforded all of the privileges that come with that, and then and then people do make very quick decisions about doing business with you. One of the the kind of ways I like to think about it is uh, when I uh, when I moved into the house that I'm currently in, my realtor. Her name is Nancy. My realtor basically talked me out of moving for about three or four years. Hmm. Here's a realtor, you know, turning away money. Right. And she talked me out of moving for three or four years because she said that the, the conditions aren't right, the market's not right, the house isn't right. And, and so finally we came upon this house, and she said it's right to, right to go. So she, she built up a lot of trust, which is one of the tenets of, of being a shortcut, is to build that trust. Then what she did is she kept, it was about me, not about her. It was not about her pocket. It was about what was right for me. And when I finally got into the house and uh, closed it, we knew that, that there was going to be an issue with the roof and that it would need to be replaced. I didn't know that it would need to be re- replaced so soon. I don't know if you've ever replaced a roof, but yes, it's not yes. an inexpensive thing. And what I did when I was going to replace it is I called Nancy, being the person in, in the housing and the, that kind of community, renovations and such. I said to her, if you were going to replace your roof, who would you use? And she said, without a, without a thought, she said, Bernie Wright's hands down. He's more expensive than most, but he will do a great job on time. On the budget, he says he will, and he will leave your yard as if he was never in it, because roofing can be really destructive to a yard. And when I called Bernie Wright's, he didn't know that I wasn't going to bid him against anyone else, but uh, he uh, he basically, you know, put his bid out there, and I said, "Okay, you're going to be the one to do it." And he, that was the shortcut kind of an action. Mm-hmm. Nancy was my shortcut. She afforded, she had earned the right for me to to treat her as a shortcut, and basically, I paid attention to her advice um, as as if it were gospel, just because I knew she'd done the homework, I trusted her, mm-hmm. and I didn't have to do it. And that's. That's what you're afforded when you become a shortcut is that people trust you at such a level that they take your word and you don't have to go through all the hoop jumping as you typically would. Well, that's a, that's a, a great example, Scott. You know, it just reminded me, um, we're here in Santa Barbara and we just had a, a series of fires and over 200 houses burned in Santa Barbara and I was just playing tennis yesterday with a friend and whose house burned down. And so you're talking about the roof, and here's, you know, his roof and everything else is totally gone. And it's inundated with all the details, and he was saying he didn't really know, you know, how to get through all this. It was overwhelming. And then all of a sudden this uh, nonprofit group showed up, and these were all, you know, veterans of their house had burned down, and they were the shortcuts. Wow. And, you know, he was saying, well, and he spent a whole day with them, a workshop. And what they did is they said, we've been through it, and exactly like you're saying, we've been through it, here's what you need to do. Here's the skinny about insurance companies. You know, here's the first thing you need to do. Don't worry about this until later. Um, and so, you know, he's, and I'm, I'm sure everybody's at the meetings were so relieved. So those, that seems like a true example of, like you're saying, what a shortcut is. Yeah, it's a perfect example. It's kind of an organizational shortcut. And right. You know, they, they do they provide a lot of things. They provide the resource so you don't have to think about it. They also provide you with 
um, what it sounded like to your friend. They provided him a sense of safety, as yeah. I talked about through my father. Right. You know that that it's going to be okay. There have been the people have gone through this and lived through it, so it will be all right. Um, shortcuts come in a lot of, of of different packages. They come in as individuals. They come as products. Mm. They come as organizations. And you know the 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 bottom line to it all is that we are so overwhelmed that we all can, we can't do it all. Right. And so, in order to live our lives well and to be successful, we we need to lean on shortcuts as well as be one of those people who are a great shortcut, and then our value goes up. Okay, great. Well, this is fascinating stuff. Uh, we'll go into our next break, and then we'll we'll come back and hear more about. Um, Scott Halford, and and how to be a shortcut. This is Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back. Money, money, up-to-date business and financial news. Money, money. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. And the pitch. Dave just pitched a tomato. Which won't work, but a healthy, vegetable-filled diet could give you energy to hit that grand slam. Run, throw, think, eat better. Can your food do that? Find out at smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and H2C to your team, visit her blog at kathygreenberg.com. That's Kathy with a C, greenberg.com. And click on the H2C link. From the stock market floor to your laptop, we are Voice America Business. 
You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking today with Scott Halford, whose new book we're talking about, Be a Shortcut, The Secret Fast Track to Business Success. And uh, let me mention the website, www.beashortcut.com. There's a video of Scott speaking, and then there's uh, all kind of information on how to get a hold of his book. So, Scott, tell me a little bit more um, about being a shortcut. One of the questions I had was, what percent of people do you think uh, are a shortcut? You know that's an interesting question because a lot of people a lot of people ask that, and uh, you know it's there's certainly nothing scientific to it, but I do have a good deal of experience inside of large corporations. I would say that people who behave as true shortcuts probably re- represent anywhere from uh, at the most ten percent of the population. Okay, um, at the least probably around five. It's between five to ten percent. Uh huh. Um, you know, and, and and that's just the thing is that it, you know I tell tell audiences that here it's a good news bad news good news proposition. The 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 good news is we really need shortcuts because it's so it's so difficult to wade through the, the piles and heaps of information out there. The bad news is that a lot of people certainly aren't willing to do it, and the pool of average the average group has grown so enormously that it's difficult to get out of that pool because it is so big. The good news is most people aren't willing to do the few tweaks that mm-hmm. they need to do in order to get out of it, and that's what shortcuts do. Mm-hmm. They, they actually take the steps to become that shortcut, and they become that top 5 or 10% who we go to. And one of the things, really, that I'd like to, to make sure that people understand, right. it doesn't matter whether you are, are an admin the president of an organization, if you're running the janitorial service, it doesn't matter what you're providing um, to the business. Uh, you know, if if you're not a shortcut to something or someone in business, you're taking up too much space, and you'll be replaced. So you can be a shortcut in any area of of business and in any area of life. Um, and the and the things that people do, you you asked me a little earlier, and and to be succinct about it, what do what what are steps? Right. I'm a shortcut. Um, one of the the very first steps is an awareness, and that awareness is first off. You know, I, in in the book, I tell people come up with a list of all the people who you use, both personally and professionally, who you go to as a resource, and they, without without any thought or compunction to perform, they behave in a way that is, you know, they have a good deal of emotional intelligence. They have a good positive attitude. They have a can-do kind of attitude. They get done what they're going to get done, as they said, or they actually over-deliver. So what does that list look like from the people who cut your hair, who might cut your lawn, who might clean Mm. your house, um, inside your organization, who are your research people, so on and so forth? Um, What's that list look like? Their names, what it is that they do, so that you can see what your network of, of people, when you do get into that bind, like your friend who had the roofing thing happen, so that you don't you don't become paralyzed. Right. Um, the second awareness is who are you a shortcut to? Who, if I asked them, they would put you on their list? Whose list are you on? And to to also ask yourself whose wish whose list do you wish to be on? 
Um, and I think that the first step in becoming a shortcut is to be aware of exactly how much of a shortcut you actually are, how many shortcuts you actually use, and to get that awareness so that you can start to go down the path. Because, as I said, it's not easy to be a shortcut. You have to do a lot of work on, on mastering your, your area, plus then working on your emotional intelligence. Well, so and, and hearing that, and I, it's great talking about the awareness first on who is in and around their life, because I imagine just in hearing that and, and um, making that more elaborate, then it leads to your second question, well, okay, well, how am I on these things? Once you get a picture of somebody else and how valuable they are, that second question of the, you know, well, how am I to, you know, doing on these things? So that's, uh, you know, very interesting. And then the other piece I wanted to uh, just check with you just about the hard work about uh, being a shortcut. Because I imagine you and I are shortcuts to the organizations that we deal with, you know, and how many hours you've put in your trade and I've put in mine, um, and that's really what they pay for. One of the things I've just been looking at now, and I'm sure you've probably have seen uh, Mark, Malcolm Gladwell just came out with his new book called Outliers, mm. which is basically looking at, it's probably, you know, another definition, probably shortcuts. Um, but one of the things he's saying that, uh, as to what you're saying is to be an expert on something, and that's that mastery level you just spoke about, you need 10,000 hours of doing uh, your skill over and over. And so he's really good, kind of a good storyteller, but even Mozart, um, you know, started composing at five or six years old, but it wasn't until he was 21 or 22 that he really had some, you know, great uh, compositions. So it was the hours. Exactly, and I, I think you know one of the cases he makes in his book is first off that that he he absolutely um, supports be a shortcut, which I really like that you know he's such a famous guy and he's right. supporting this idea. So he's supporting the idea of of the amount of of sweat and toil you have to put yes. in to become a master. The second thing that that he supports in this whole thing is that. Um, that your IQ is not going to be the thing that's going to predict your success. It's yeah. going to be your emotional intelligence. And that the, the, the fact is, is that people who take opportunities, who take initiative, who draw people to them, who have mm-hmm. people support them, are, are the people who are in those outlier groups. And those are shortcuts. Those are the successful people. Uh, you know, okay. I, I think as, as people look at shortcuts and they, they, you know, they have the awareness of, who it is that they use, I think it, it, it fits into three pretty easy areas that we use shortcuts when we don't have the time, talent, or desire to do whatever it is mm. that we're having a shortcut to do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a formula um, when you look at, uh, at, at the shortcuts you use as well as how you frame yourself as a shortcut in your resumes, in your interviews, in, in your work to be able to say, you know, you really, who wants to use me as a shortcut, you don't have the time, talent, or desire right. to do what it is that I do have the time, talent, and desire to do. Um, and that's what the shortcut does. It frames it in a way that says, hey, I'll take care of it. You don't worry your head over this. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good, and that's exactly kind of what I do, and I'm sure you do in different organizations. It's like, hey, I've I read the articles. I've read the books. You don't have to read Outlier. I'll, I'll tell you within five minutes the key <laughs> concepts in there that's it well and it, that's it is is that I, you know i tell people all the time you can you can go do what i do but there aren't going to be many people who actually do it number one and number two who spend the time 
to go deep in it and mm-hmm. to find the research. And, and you know, one of the, the points that I make in the, in, the, in the book is that there are 150 million websites with over 9 billion pages at our beck and call on the Internet. There is no known um, resource today that verifies all of the information on it. Mm-hmm. So while Google can help us find the pages, there's no real right. person or entity that's actually verifying the data. And that's what shortcuts will do, is to, to wade through all yeah. of that and to go through the headache of it saying, this is real, this is not real, this is right, this isn't right. And, and a shortcut will do that for you. So good. before we get into a couple of the other kind of key things we have in the book, you know, given you're certified in, in the uh, same thing I am, the emotional competence inventory and using these 18 or so EI competencies. You alluded a little bit, but how do you work with someone, let's say, uh, whether it's an organization or group that you're speaking to, um, tying in some of those key competencies? Do you highlight some of them that may help them uh, best become a shortcut, or how do you tie that in? Yeah, well, one of the things that, that we try to really focus on for people is that, that, first off, you have to get onto a road of mastery. Pick something that you love, do it, do it really well, and, um, and, and do it deeply. And it better be something you love because you're going to want to give up if you're going to uh-huh. actually go at it in those 10,000 hours. So there's the first thing. The second thing is on emotional intelligence. Regardless of what model you pick, to, to get an awareness of how you are impacting people as well as how you behave in adverse situations, getting that awareness and then working on the areas that are problematic are incredibly important. So we talk about it certainly in general terms as well as some of the areas that, that actually do predict a little bit more about a person's shortcut hoodedness, and that is you know, some, some more of the empathy and yeah. um, impulse control and assertiveness and okay. um, as self-regard, lots of those things that come up right. for a good shortcut. Okay, so I see where you, how you do that then. So you're really using the emotional intelligence competencies to have them be a shortcut, picking out which ones are going to be most valuable for them to focus on. Right. And that overall, overall, we're drawn to people. You know, I, I kind of boil down emotional intelligence in a very sophomore way, um, it, it, just because it's how I can understand yeah. it. When people say, you know, well, what is this? And they don't want to understand the science or all of the, the competencies or attributes of emotional intelligence. I, I, I simply say, you know, when, when bad things happen, um, it's, well, first off, it's easy to be charming when things are easy and good. We can all be lovely and charming when things are easy. But what are we like when things don't go our way or bad things happen? Right. And emotionally intelligent people take their time to respond in a way that is appropriate and productive. And it, it takes some overriding, and it's not always natural to do. And so working on that is just as much of a part of, of working on being a, a shortcut as the expertise part. Unfortunately, throughout secondary education and post-secondary education, we spend our time on the expertise part. Okay, good. Um, we're talking with Scott Halford. He's explaining uh, some of the insides of how to be a shortcut, and we'll hear some more. There's a uh, shortcut, shortcut quotient that we'll talk about when we come back. This is Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back. Stocks, bonds, 401ks, investments, refinancing. We can help you. Call now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. 
Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Do you know who your kids are talking to on the Internet? Every day, children are sexually solicited online. Help delete online predators. Call 1-800-THE-LOST or visit cybertipline.com. A message from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and the Ad Council. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and H2C to your team, visit her blog at kathygreenberg.com. That's Kathy with a C, greenberg.com. And click on the H2C link. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. We're talking with Scott Halford about his book, Be a Shortcut. Uh, you can find it at beashortcut.com, and it's also in the bookstores. And so one of the things that you have in there, Scott, and looking through uh, the table of contents is a bottleneck. And so say a little bit about well, you know, what is a, a bottleneck in relation to a shortcut. The, the bottleneck is kind of the, is the anti-shortcut. <laughs> the okay. bottleneck is the person who basically stops everything from happening because we have to work around them. And what I mean by that is, and this really kind of plays into emotional intelligence, it, it, it's interesting because I think that when people think of emotional intelligence, they think it's you know some touchy-feely, woo-woo, cosmic kind of thing. 
until they understand that they deal with the, the with it every day or the lack of it. And when they hear that the bottleneck is the person who, because of some attitude or some huffing and sighing, I mean, we've all had those people we've gone to and say, hey, would you mind taking on or would you mind helping me? And they, they give that big, oh, gosh, okay, you know, I've, you know, it's not like this is the only thing I have to do. Well, eventually we end up working around them. We don't go to them. Um, you know, who needs that? And so they become a bottleneck because the work eventually gets backed up. And, you know, in this, in this economy right now, with, with uh, everything being tightened down inside of corporations, you can't afford to be a bottleneck. You can't a- afford to be that person who has got the bad attitude and is the big huffer and sire and, and um, who you work around. If you're high-maintenance, and that's the bottleneck, if you're high maintenance, people have to hold your hand or coddle you or go out of their way to be nice to you and, and figure out how they're going to ask you something so that you don't blow your cork. If that's you, um, you're probably not going to last in your organizations. That's kind of the, the reality of it. The, the shortcuts are the ones who are, are staying. Because in, in lean times, we need people who can take on more work than they probably humanly should and still do it with a pretty good attitude somebody who's not going to be that person who gets in the way and stops up the, the, the whole mm-hmm. works through their attitude. So, you see, it's not necessarily, the bottleneck's not necessarily somebody who doesn't have expertise competence. It's more on the emotional intelligence, lack mm-hmm. of emotional intelligence. They're the bottlenecks in an organization. And kind of earlier, like we were saying, that the leader typically is the emotional thermostat for the team, so hopefully the leader is not this bottleneck that's going to... Um, influence everybody's emotions or like you're saying you can have anybody anybody on the team and because emotions are contagious they can bring down the whole team and that's why that's, i guess why you're saying people avoid them and try to work around them and i i think the risk the research is pretty conclusive now that you you know you can take one person and on a team they 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 can be injected into a, a team and they can have grossly adverse effects and grossly and and, and very positive mm-hmm. effects as well just one person because of that emotional contagion and that's why you know hearing some of the tips and stuff that you have that you know for our listeners hopefully they can help themselves do one or two things differently and and be that great leader and the same thing help their individuals so i know one of the things that you said is early in the book is a shortcut quotient survey so maybe tell us a little bit about that and and some of the questions and how does that set someone up in the book yeah you know i think everybody loves a survey they want to know where they stand as this you know, as a shortcut. Am I a good one? Am I a bad one? At least according to Scott Halford and what he's written about right, right. shortcuts in the book. And I put it early in the book so that people could take the quiz and not be tainted by or, or, or influenced by the information later on so that they wouldn't answer it just to answer it right. But they could get a real true bearing on how they are. So it's 27 questions inside the book. And then in the appendix I give... Um, the reasons for the answers, because not of all of them are incredibly apparent. There's hmm. there's real fancy kinds of things. Um, Maybe we we'll give us an example. Yeah, I'll, I'll share one with you. Um, here's one that kind of trips people up. It's actually the first one. It says it's a little story problem. Your company wants you to improve skills that are very specific to the organization. Your boss says that unfortunately he doesn't have money budgeted to pay for classes until next year. You a Find a class that you can afford, then let your boss know you've made arrangements for the class and tell him that any future reimbursement would be greatly appreciated, or B, let your boss know you'll check in periodically to see if the funds have been cleared for the class. So A or B, the 
I would say A. Yeah, okay, it is A. And and it's interesting because a lot of people will say B because they say, well, it's not my responsibility. Yes. And part of the the, uh, hallmark of a, a shortcut is that they they really do intuitively understand that ultimately their marketability is not up to the organization. Ultimately, that that they need to take care of their own advancement, and certainly good organizations understand that and do support that. But there are many of those situations out there, and I've seen several times when employees saying, "Well, I'm not going to do anything till they pay for it." Well. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not a very proactive way, and when you're looking at the pool of people and the competition out there in terms of, of jobs, it's the people who do take mm-hmm. the initiative who who are the ones who become shortcuts and get the jobs. So it's got a little bit of emotional intelligence yeah. in it, the initiative, the response, taking responsibility, exactly. and just being big about your own life. Um, so you got another question, just to get an idea? Yeah, you know, one of the other questions that I ask is um, an interesting one, and I get some interesting pushback until we have discussion and I convince them that they're wrong. <laughs> Actually, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an on-the-fence one. It says, uh-huh. you believe that those who get ahead professionally, A, are competitive with others, or B, are collaborative with others. Okay. What would you say? I would say B. Just... It is. See, you're, you're a shortcut. It's collaborative to... to um, a lot of people, they think that getting ahead means to be competitive. Right. And the interesting thing is, is that certainly your competition will get you, you, you will, if you're competitive, it can get you ahead quickly, but it typically won't keep you there. And if you look at the mess that we're in right now, right. a lot of what has happened is because of the competitive nature and not a collaborative nature. Uh-huh. Um, and so the true shortcut understands that creation happens and innovation happens during positive things, and that is collaboration, and that competitiveness falls on the negative side of, a, of, of the uh, right. emotional scale. And typically now we're just validating and we're, we're, we're protecting and, and, and surviving. I'll give you, a, you know, a good example, at least from the coaching world. You know, it's many times a person that wants to move up in the organization is great with their boss and is very good with the direct reports, but they can become competitive with their peers. Mm. And often I have to say, you know, if you really want to move up, it's going to be your peers that say, we need to have Scott. Scott Scott's the best person. And they don't necessarily see that because exactly like your question says, they may see their peers as competitive. Well, and it isn't that, you know, that that's just the, I always like to say, you know, if you're if we're out to lunch and you're nice to me and nasty to the waiter, you're a nasty human being. Yeah. And and it kind of falls into that same thing. You know, you, you look out for the for the people who will eventually become the people who will support you. Um, you know, and, and shortcuts are again emotionally intelligent, and they understand that you know it's it's kind of a, it's not Pollyanna, I don't think, but it no. is. You have to be somewhat altruistic and really understand that that your success is predicated on the success that you create in other people's lives. Mm, that's great. Well, you know, we're just about at the end. Any uh, kind of next steps for you or projects that you're going to be doing with the book or anything you want to? We're excited to uh, be rolling some of this out in uh, in Asia, in, in uh, Vietnam, as well as oh. Singapore and Malaysia, and then uh, South Africa and South America. So um, lots of exciting things on the horizon. Oh, that's great. Well, this has been uh, fascinating, talking about how to be a shortcut and applying some of the skills that we just heard from Scott Halford. And go to the website, beashortcut.com. And this is Dr. Rowan Nadler for Leadership Development News. Thank you very much, Scott. This was great. Thank you. And we're signing off. Tune in to us next week.
You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you're leaving us today with some great ideas and inspiration from today's top leaders. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. Sell, buy, buy, sell. All we talk about is money. Talk to an expert. Call now. now. Toll free 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business.